So the final portion, the final step of this project of learning the strategy was that Nick and I sat down and used the checklist I just provided him to go over what I had taught. So I modeled it and we looked at how did I meet the criteria of the checklist. So, you know, on the checklist, it's ensure that all students complete. Well, I met that criteria by providing a simple link to the form, making it really accessible, and then circulating the room to make sure students didn't have any any issues for me to troubleshoot. Uh, Stuff like that. So we went through the checklist together, and it gave us a chance to talk about the choices I made as a teacher in modeling it to him so that he can then consider the same things, you know, when he is teaching this to his students. For example, we talked at length about the types of questions asked and that for a formative assessment for literature class, especially high school literature class, you know, an exit ticket is supposed to be really quick and easy. So selected response questions are ideal for that. But our standards in lit are usually skills-based. And so it takes a little more to show what you've learned. It takes writing usually to show what you've learned. So we did a combination of both open and closed questions um, of selected response and written response questions, stuff like that. And we talked about what the best combination is moving forward for Nick to implement with his class and thinking about the timing. For example, how long did it take Nick to complete the form I made? How would that compare to an 11th grade high school student answering the same number of questions and where he might need to adjust, add more questions so that um, there's a little more bulk to meet that 10 minute mark for his students. Overall, as far as my, you know, perspective on how this went and my perception of the coaching process, I thought that this part all went really, really well. Um, Nick and I get along really well. He's already a part of my team. We both teach American Lit. So he's a, a really good choice for coaching because we already have a good relationship and feel comfortable with each other because obviously you know, there's a lot of vulnerability for a teacher to say what's something I can improve upon to admit there's something you need to improve on. But for me too, like I am, this is my first opportunity to one-on-one give coaching to another teacher. And I want to make sure I'm doing a good job too. And so there's some vulnerability for me too, and coaching him and, and checking in a lot along the way to be like, do you think, Nick, that this is something that is helpful? Do you think that this would work for you? And really checking in more than speaking like anything I'm sharing is the gospel truth. It was a lot more of like a partnership. And I think that's important for coaching, but part of it was also my insecurity in that that role um, and learning how to get my footing and be more of an advice giver. But overall, this portion, the learn portion of the impact cycle, um, I thought was maybe the, the most confident I felt throughout the coaching process in modeling the strategy. Like I said, the one thing I would change was how I delivered the checklists to Nick for him to then use in his classroom. Um, but overall, I think that the learn step of the impact cycle went really well. So the learn 
section of the impact cycle is the second level. And at this point in the cycle, we have already identified the goal that we want to meet and started to talk about a strategy to meet that goal. So specifically in my case, I'm working with first year teacher Nick and our goal is to improve engagement during the last 10 minutes of class. He had an issue where his students would finish up with their work early and then use that time to kind of get out of hand and get off task. So he was noticing a lot more uh, redirection necessary starting about 10 minutes before the bell rings. And we wanted to come up with a way to make that time engaging for students and something that's useful and challenging, um, cognitively challenging. So um, that was how we identified our goal. And then in the second meeting that we had, which I'm going to talk about in more detail today, it was time for Nick to learn a specific strategy to address that goal. And the strategy that we focused on was having an exit ticket. Now, exit tickets can come in a lot of formats, and sometimes they're very, very brief. Um, as I mentioned, Nick was looking for something that could last roughly 10 minutes of class time and hold student engagement during that time. He also wanted to use that opportunity for students to do some self-reflection and self-assessment, look at their own work, really consider how they're doing, score themselves, etc. So um, to learn the strategy of exit tickets, I provided Nick with some checklists, which is the recommendation from uh, Jim Knight in the impact cycle is that teachers could have a checklist that shows exactly what successful implementation looks like. Now, Jim Knight also recommends multiple checklists if there are multiple steps to a process. So for example, with um, implementing an exit ticket, Jim Knight recommends a checklist for how you write the questions on the exit ticket, a checklist for actually implementing it in class, how you deliver it to students, how they fill it out, and then further checklists for reviewing the data and revising your exit ticket. Um, this was Jim Knight's recommendation because he suggests that you have less than 10 items per checklist, so it's better to have a handful of short checklists than one really long one. I'll say in my personal experience, I wish I had cut this down some. Maybe there's still a place for multiple checklists, but I should not have offered them all at once, which is what I did. So um, when I sat down with Nick to talk about how he should implement checklists and what tools he should use to um, complete the strategy, I gave them all four checklists of, for the exit ticket process, and I think it was too much. Uh, looking back, I should have probably just given him information on how to write the questions for an exit ticket and how to and um, how to deliver the exit ticket, and we should have just stopped there. Um, I I noticed as he was flipping through two pages of tick of uh, checklists, sorry, that he and I both were kind of getting a little lost in which one we were talking about and which ones should he use at what time. And so the checklists were something that I certainly stumbled on. And looking back, I would change that about how I presented 
uh, the strategy to Nick. Now, what I think went really well with the learn step of this process with Nick was the modeling part. So Knight recommends, you know, that you can model the strategy by the coach being the one to deliver it directly to the teacher's students or delivering it, you know, in the teacher's classroom without students present or showing a video of how to deliver the strategy. Um, And so there are all these different ways of modeling. Since Nick and I were already having one-on-one meetings throughout this process, um, I just found it easiest to model that delivery to Nick. So it put him in the shoes of the student so he can see what the process would look like from their perspective, which I find is really helpful, especially with technology uh, for troubleshooting. It's always helpful anytime you make something using a an online or a tech tool to look at the final product from like the view standpoint rather than the edit standpoint, um, you know, to see how it's going to look to students, see if anything doesn't translate from editing to presenting. So it put Nick in the position of the student so he could see how it would go. But then also because it was a one-on-one meeting and it was just him and I, we could talk through the process and he can pause me and ask questions as he had them. Or after we finished the whole delivery of the model, you know, then we talked about what I did, why I did it the way I did, etc. So um, the technology tool that we are using for his exit ticket is Microsoft Forms. There were two reasons for this. First of all, we do work in a Microsoft county, so Microsoft tools are always encouraged. And many of us are Microsoft innovative educators, so we have that uh, certification. Um, The second and more important reason is that you can have students repeat the same form multiple times. And that was part of the process that Nick wanted to do was throughout the course of a unit, you know, students are developing skills related to the same standard for an entire unit, then you can give them the same form to complete every day. And this is helpful because one, you're only completing, you only have to you know, go on forms and make the Microsoft form to fill out one time and you can use it repeatedly, but also you have all the data collected in one spot and you can see how a student grows week after week. So he wanted to use Microsoft forms for the data tracking aspect of it, but it's also, you know, just from a practical perspective, it's helpful. So I created a Microsoft form based on a common lesson that Nick and I both taught. So like I I had modeled that lesson for him and the other American lit teachers earlier in the day. So it was easy to just, you know, pretend I just finished teaching that lesson and now it's the last 10 minutes of class. This is what I would do. Uh, Microsoft Forms also generates a QR code, you know, right from the page where you create the form. So I provided Nick with the QR code. If he were a student, I would, you know, there were the options or sorry, not if he were a student, but if he were a full class of students, you can link it directly on your learning management system. We use Canvas, um, you know, project the link up on the board or the QR code for students to scan it from there. In the case of just me and Nick for modeling purposes, I printed the QR code out and I let him go through and answer the questions himself. And then um, since he got to see it from student perspective, then we Got to put on our teacher hats and talk about it. So the final portion, the final step of this 
project of learning the strategy was that Nick and I sat down and used the checklist I just provided him to go over what I had taught. So I modeled it and we looked at how did I meet the criteria of the checklist. So, you know, on the checklist, it's ensure that all students complete. Well, I met that criteria by providing a simple link to the form, making it really accessible, and then circulating the room to make sure students didn't have any trouble, um, any issues for me to troubleshoot. Uh, stuff like that. So we went through the checklist together and it gave us a chance to talk about the choices I made as a teacher in modeling it to him so that he can then consider the same things, you know, when he is teaching this to his students. For example, we talked at length about the types of questions asked and that for a formative assessment for literature class, especially high school literature class, you know, an exit ticket is supposed to be really quick and easy. So selected response questions are ideal for that. But our standards in lit are usually skills-based. And so it takes a little more to show what you've learned. It takes writing usually to show what you've learned. So we did a combination of both open and closed questions um, of selected response and written response questions, stuff like that. And we talked about what the best combination is moving forward for Nick to implement with his class and thinking about the timing. For example, how long did it take Nick to complete the form I made? How would that compare to an 11th grade high school student answering the same number of questions and where he might need to adjust, add more questions so that um, there's a little more bulk to meet that 10 minute mark for his students. Overall, as far as my, you know, perspective on how this went and my perception of the coaching process, I thought that this part all went really, really well. Um, Nick and I get along really well. He's already a part of my team. We both teach American Lit. So he's a, a really good choice for coaching because we already have a good relationship and feel comfortable with each other because obviously you know, there's a lot of vulnerability for a teacher to say what's something I can improve upon to admit there's something you need to improve on. But for me too, like I am, this is my first opportunity to one-on-one give coaching to another teacher. And I want to make sure I'm doing a good job too. And so there's some vulnerability for me too, and coaching him and, and checking in a lot along the way to be like, do you think, Nick, that this is something that is helpful? Do you think that this would work for you? And really checking in more than speaking like anything I'm sharing is the gospel truth. It was a lot more of like a partnership. And I think that's important for coaching, but part of it was also my insecurity in that that role um, and learning how to get my footing and be more of an advice giver. But overall, this portion, the learn portion of the impact cycle, um, I thought was maybe the, the most confident I felt throughout the coaching process in modeling the strategy. Like I said, the one thing I would change was how I delivered the checklists to Nick for him to then use in his classroom. Um, but overall, I think that the learn step of the impact cycle went really well.